Derek Wetmore from Fort Myers joins us now covering spring training. Uh, check out his work. 1500 ESPN, a busy boy on Sunday. Uh, Derek, your thoughts about the Morrison signing and your surprise when you saw the deal come down. I know that Doogie had mentioned it on the Scoops edition late last week on this show, but uh, a rather nice move for the Twins, and I think most importantly, too, a rather inexpensive move for the Twins. Yeah, opportunistic could be the word that I'd use. I, I think that's something Derek Falvey's talked about a lot since he took over the Twins, that I don't think Logan Morrison is a perfect addition. It doesn't fit their roster perfectly. In fact, I just published a column, a Five Thoughts column, about the number of people that this will impact, the moving parts that will have to take place now to make Morrison fit. But with that being said, the Twins just added a great hitter at a relatively low cost and could have him next year for another really low cost. It's it's a low-risk move that, if you're buying into his breakout season in 2017, could have the potential to really pay off uh, not only this year, but also next year for the Twins. So I, I don't know if it's a perfect fit, but it's I, the Twins don't have a perfect option at DH either because Robbie Grossman, yeah. as, as good as he is at getting on base, and Derek Wetmore and I are the two co-chairs of the Robbie Grossman fan club. The guy takes great <laughs> yeah. at-bats. He's uh, just kind of a sneaky, under-the-radar offensive performer. Logan Morrison, if you believe that last year wasn't a fluke, and I don't think it was, I think he changed some things uh, in his swing mechanics and in his approach that are going to lead to success for the next few years. He's better. I mean, Logan Morrison's just a better offensive option than than Robbie Grossman. Um, but it doesn't mean that that you can't use a combination of Grossman. Maurer takes you know some time off to keep rested, and Morrison plays some first base. I think it almost, and, and Grossman, if you keep him on the roster, can play outfield not particularly well, but you can put him in the outfield if you want to exploit a pitching matchup of some kind. I think it just gives the Twins a lot more authority in their lineup and options at first base, DH, and corner outfield, Derek. Yeah, agreed, and and I do like Grossman, but you don't keep a better hitter on the bench just in favor of Robbie Grossman. I, I think that it'd be fair to say that there aren't a lot of teams that are buying into what Logan Morrison did last year, because look, he hit 38 home runs, was one of the better hitters in the league against righties, and he's still unemployed on February 22nd looking for work and has to take a, a one-year deal with a vesting option. That doesn't sound like a player who is in high demand this winter. And I, look, I don't think that necessarily says that he's not going to repeat it or, or that the Twins don't think that they can tap into some of that potential. But I think if every team in baseball thought they were going to get a 40 home run hitter who can play first base and DH, there would have been a bigger market for that, even with 10 teams around the league tanking this winter. Uh, so I think that the Twins probably didn't start their offseason saying, all right, we need to fix the pitching and we need to add a corner bat because we don't have enough of those. Uh, but I do think that once the price came to a point where it was like this and, okay, hey, spring training's underway, you're looking for a job, we've got to fit, uh, fit, quote-unquote, because, I, like I said, it's not perfect. But I think with a hitter the caliber of Logan Morrison, if you can get him at that price tag, I think you sign him and then you figure out where the pieces fall after that. I think it's a, it's an opportunistic signing for the Twins tonight. Uh, I think it could be one of the good low-risk gambles of the entire offseason, not just for the Twins, but really around Major League Baseball. Speaking of uh, potentially good buys, Derek, when does the starting pitcher come? Because that's if you if you now go get Lynn or Cobb, uh, you, your moves have been, as far as I'm concerned, absolutely fantastic. If you add Lynn or Cobb uh, to, to this lot of players, this has been a very, very good uh, offseason of moves for you if you're the Twins. 
totally agree. If you add one of those guys, um, I'm not sure how high the Twins are on an Alex Cobb uh, or a Lance Lynn, for that matter. They're, they're probably not getting the same grade as a U Darvish, but I think that turns this into an A-plus offseason. You, you addressed all of your needs. You made yourself better offensively. You made yourself better on the mound, starting relief, and then you start to get into that conversation with the Indians. Right now, I think the Logan Morrison signing – combined with the Jake Odorizzi trade, puts the Twins solidly in the wild card mix. But I still don't think they're a lock for the postseason. They're a good team right now that, I don't know, I'd probably have them around 88, 89, 90 wins or something like that. So to answer your question on when does the starter come, would you be surprised if it was in July? I I wouldn't personally be too shocked um, unless the Twins get a price that they love on one of those three starters, Jake Arrieta, Lance Lynn. It's bargain time, Derek, though. This might, it's garage sale time. So, Everything must go. Well, two part. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sunday, Sunday. Well, that's different. That's the monster truck discount. But like that might be discounted too. I think to what Derek's saying, it wouldn't shock me if they say, you know what, that's that's enough for now. And even with the discounts, we're not. We just don't feel comfortable enough with these guys coming off Tommy John. Um, uh, I, I think I would be shocked if they didn't add a quality starting pitcher before the July thirty first trade deadline. But they could still. If they wanted to sign Lance Lynn to a two, they offered him a two-year deal, according to Doogie, low, kind of a low-ball deal. Could you get him on a three-year deal, and maybe it's a mutual option or something for that last year? That wouldn't preclude you from also trading for Chris Archer. So, like, I just like the fact that the flyers the Twins are taking, Derek, the Anibal Sanchez and the Eric Ibars, no longer are those the guys that the Twins are leaning on to make or break their season. Those are just the flyers, in addition to quality guys like Odorizzi and Logan Morrison, and then if they were to add another pitcher in free agency. Right. Yeah, if you made me take a guess, if you said which is more likely, Anibal Sanchez starts 30 games for the Twins or Anibal Sanchez starts zero games for the Twins, I would lean towards zero. And I think they're doing that sort of across the board. Like, they bring in Ibar just in case he needs to make the club as sort of a utility infielder. Um, I think it's sort of Miguel Sano insurance or, you know, injuries through camp or anything like that. Whereas you're not saying, hey, Eric Ibar, you want to come to spring training and be the starting shortstop? That's uh, that's not the position the Twins have put themselves in. So they're very well protected in that way. And I also see the same thing happening on the pitching side. I know I know that... We want them to add another starting pitcher because there are guys out there, maybe it's bargain time, and it's a good time to go shopping. Um, but I also think the Twins are looking at this, and they have to figure out what are they going to get from Anibal Sanchez. Um, is it going to be any starts? Is he going to make the team? Uh, when does Irvin Santana come back? What is Trevor May going to be when he eventually returns, which I think will be in early June, and, and I think that's a candidate that's being overlooked um, by a lot of people right now. He's coming off a of Tommy John surgery, so I get it. He's been out of the picture for a year. But his one season in the bullpen, he was a lights-out reliever when he was healthy. And uh, there's some advanced metrics stuff that really like Trevor May and paint the picture of, of him being a much better pitcher than he's been so far in his Twins career. So, yes, they can add another pitcher, but I think if you're really going to shoot for that top flight, that sort of you Darvish, Chris Archer territory, I think it's going to be easier to add that kind of guy at the trade deadline because personally, I don't think Jake Arrieta is that guy. So um, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world to be patient about it. I also think if you just go get one of those guys right now, you're adding guaranteed wins to your team and you're making your pitching staff much more formidable than it was two weeks ago. Does May start, Derek, when he comes back? Yes. I've 
I understand that the Twins are very high on him as a starter, and that bullpen would sort of be a last, you know, last ditch uh, fallback effort. Uh, if they can keep him healthy and making starts, they want him stretched out as a starter. Hey, what? Uh, back to Logan Morrison for a second here, uh, Derek Wetmore down in Fort Myers. I know you've been perusing through the clubhouse here. What, um, like, what? What's some of the? What's the vibe among players in the clubhouse? What are what are people saying, and how do they feel about the Twins' chances to contend, or what that move means to to just kind of bolster the mood? Well, they're talking about themselves as a playoff team, and rightfully so. I mean, they they went last year. I I think uh, that team maybe played a little bit over its head. So as I'm kind of being the wet blanket, saying, "Well, eh, maybe they're on the outside looking in," with how good the rest of the American League is. That's certainly not the way they feel about it inside the clubhouse. And then how can you help but feeling encouraged that your bosses who stripped away from your team last year and said, nah, you're not good enough. We're taking this uh, Jaime Garcia and Brandon Kinsler from you. Uh, and, and those same bosses have now turned around and said, okay, how about a mid-rotation starter, Jake Odorizzi? Uh, how about adding a corner bat that's going to go in the middle of the lineup, Logan Morrison? Uh, so, And then not to mention the upgrades they made in the bullpen as well. So I think that the feeling in the clubhouse is understandably buoyed by the fact that those same guys who took away from you last year are now adding up. They're really loading up the roster and, and giving you a chance to go compete. They're talking about themselves in the same breath with the Indians. I still have uh, ways to go to believe that, but they are, uh, I think, strongly in the postseason consideration right now, and the, the feeling in the clubhouse is understandably confident right on uh we spent by the way about 40 or 45 minutes on an episode of touch them all yesterday just breaking into the logan morrison sustainability and some of the just uh some number crunching and some some more reckless speculation too on lance lynn so if you haven't yet checked out the touch them all twins podcast now's a pretty good time with twins excitement and the regular season just around the corner Derek, we'll talk to you tomorrow from fort myers here wetmore sounds good thanks guys all right Derek wetmore down in Florida.